and gents, beautiful people, my brothers and my sisters. Welcome to the morning shift, where a shift happens. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. I definitely appreciate you for waking up this morning and riding with your girl. You could have been doing something else, but I appreciate you for being here. You get what I'm saying? I appreciate you for being here. The morning shift is officially being brought to you by Gatlin Mortuary, located at 500 East Alden Avenue right here in Valdosta, Georgia, where the owning operator, licensed funeral director, and embalmer is Mr. James K. Gatlin. In your family's time of need, please make sure that you call on the name that you can trust, and that's Gatlin Mortuary. It is our sad duty to announce the passing of Miss Evelyn Murray Bruce, who departed this life on March the 20th at her residence. Life celebration services for Miss Evelyn Murray Bruce are incomplete and will be announced later by the staff of Gatlin Mortuary. Again, that's the life celebration services for Miss Evelyn Murray Bruce. They are currently incomplete but will be announced at a later date and time. Again, thank you to Mr. Gatlin down at Gatlin Mortuary for sponsoring the morning shift. Listen, y'all, I appreciate you for tuning in to the morning shift, where shift happens. The morning shift, where shift happens. Cecile, good morning. I want to thank you so much for tuning in. And, of course, let me be a part of your morning. Hopefully I can say something today to brighten up your personality, to brighten up your day, to put a smile on your face, give you a little joy and hope on today. Give you a little joy and hope today. Sundays are usually pretty, you know, pretty, pretty busy, pretty fast for me and my husband. So we had worship experience in the virtual world on yesterday. And honey, by the time we got home, it was like, what are we supposed to be doing? Clueless, felt like a backslider. Like I was supposed to be doing something. Although I had already had a worship experience and I gave God, you know, what he was due from me. It was like, Lord, I'm just, just, now during the week, I'm good because we, because I still work. And so my day is as usual on uh, during the week. But honey, Saturday wasn't Saturday was a little bit complicated. But uh, Sunday, I was to the lost. I was lost. <laughs> so bad I felt like cooking. I was like, let me go throw out some meat. <laughs> oh Jesus! You ever been so bored? I'm telling you, it will provoke you to do stuff you don't normally do when you have this much time on your hands. I had some time on my hands. I got out, got out. We got back home, and and honey, I just felt like I had the need. I just felt the need, like I, even though, I mean, I could do a few things, but I felt like like going home <laughs> and throwing out some meat, like taking out some meat and put it in the sink, you know, run water on it, and I was like, girl, whoo. You know how they say the heat get to you and you start thinking and, and doing stuff like that or whatever? Like you get heat, you start saying things and doing things out of the normal. And people be like, you know, you could, I could tell something was wrong with them because they start doing doing this or doing that. Honey, Sharper, good morning. Uh, Kiana, good morning. Miss Willa, good morning. I just felt like I just had the need to go thaw some chicken. Or some meat, some pork chops, <laughs> some but honey. Immediately, oh, the Holy Ghost brought me back. In, I'm talking about, I entertained the thought, but it was like almost immediately. 
like, come out, pull, pull me back out of the abyss, that dark abyss. So it didn't last long, but you know, it, it, it takes courage in calamity, right? It takes courage in calamity. Good morning, Keisha. Uh, calamity is a great time, a time of great distress or oh, a time of great distress. And it takes courage in uh, calamity. Mm, that's good. Woo. Not only to courage to deal with the current effects of of what may may be happening um, in the world, but the future change that it's going to bring. Right? It takes courage in calamity to deal with what happens in the future. What happens uh, next week? What happens in next month? What happens in the, you know, um, in the next in the in the next year or so? It takes courage to adapt to life afterwards. Um, you know, we I saw a, an article that someone uh, shared. I think it was yesterday about uh, the potential of going to digital currency. And for a lot of people, you know, it can be, can be scary. So it takes courage to move to different changes in different places in different times. Um, that may may happen again life after in terms of you know like those people who had to to move from the typewriter to the computer and some people still ain't done that you know from cash to checks um checks to debit cards and credit cards you know, it took courage for those people to change. It took courage for, for them people to take that money out of their shoe boxes and cigar boxes. And and talking about move them to bank accounts. So again, not only does it take courage, you know, for the current effects and stuff, but it, it also takes courage to change to what may or may not happen after the calamity. Good morning, Debbie White. Good morning to you. Um, so this one I want to talk about, you know, we've the healthcare professionals and, and doctors and, and the people who are experts in the field of uh, personal care and, and well-being and medicine has encouraged us all to make sure that we do a bunch of hand washing. Now, I know a lot of people say you should have been washing your hands before. Right? We probably should have, but... We, we ain't been washing our hands like this. Like they've been telling us to wash hands for 25 seconds. I done heard people go to the bathroom and they wash their hands and stuff. It definitely don't be no 25, 30 seconds. It'd be like put soap on there, put your hand under the water, and they clean. Uh, but have been really encouraging us uh, to, to be focused on our personal hygiene and making sure that we are lathering that soap and getting in between your fingers and and your hands and so it's important for us to do that um important for us to do that it's not about uh not, again it's not just about about you but also about the people you come in contact with and so this morning we're going to talk about wash your face okay wash your face 
And we're going to talk about um, Matthew 7. And we're going to start at verse 1 in the Message Bible. And this is this is something simple. But I think it's going to be important in the next maybe five minutes that I have. Verse 1 starts off and says, don't pick on people. This is a, a simple, it's titled a simple guide for behavior. Okay? Don't pick on people. Be careful what we say about people. Um, and not jump on their failures or criticize their faults. Again, don't pick on people. Don't jump on people's failures. And don't criticize the faults of others unless you want the same treatment. Unless you want the same treatment. Because we all know it's easy for us to say things about others' failures, about others' faults, about others' lives. and But we can't tolerate or handle that same type of treatment to come to our address. If you don't mind it, it listen, like I say don't, don't issue out rebuke and correction if you're not willing to take it. Don't give out advice that you're not willing to live by yourself. Don't give guidance that you don't live by. Don't give out wisdom or don't give out instructions that you don't take yourself so if you're not if you're gonna tell me to wash my hands you got to make sure that you wash your hands yes if you're gonna tell me what i need to make sure i'm doing in order for you not to look like a hypocrite like a hypocrite in order for you not to look like a fool in order for you not to look uh crazy or for people to look crazy at you make sure that if you're telling me to wash my hands that you're washing yours okay uh it says make sure uh that you don't criticize people's faults or jump on their failures or pick on people unless you want the same treatment that critical spirit has a way of boomeranging that critical spirit being critical has a way of boomeranging it's easy to see a smudge on your neighbor's face and be oblivious to the ugly sneer on your own. It's easy to see a smudge, a little dirty spot on your neighbor's face and still be oblivious or don't want to see or act like you ain't got something wrong in your own life or on your face. Just because I may have something wrong with mine and you point it out, make sure you don't watch your face. Let's talk about this critical spirit. It's, been, it's an obsessive attitude of fault finding and being critical of other people. Trying to tear other people down versus building them up. Dwelling on the negative. Looking for flaws in other people. Constantly complaining or criticizing. A lot of that going on. Usually upset with something or somebody about something that don't have anything to do with you. People who are, have critical spirits. Again, they'll pick on people, jump on other people's failures, criticize their faults, but don't want to watch their own face. When you watch your face, make sure that, that the things that you're, that we, and I'm putting it personal, the things that we are critical about in other people's lives or what other people are doing, Make sure that you are not doing it yourself. Because it don't look right.
hands for 25 seconds and to um, exercise physical separation because uh, Dr. Fauci, Fauci uh, changed it and said we need to start looking at not social distancing because we still need to socialize with each other but have physical separation. Don't tell America. Don't tell your church people. Don't tell your employees. Don't tell your peers to do one thing and you're doing something different. Matthew 7 says, do you have the nerve to say, let me wash your face for you when your own face is distorted by contempt? Yes. It's this whole traveling roadshow mentality all over again, playing a holier-than-thou part instead of just living your part. Wipe the ugly sneer off of your own face, and you might be fit to offer a washcloth to your neighbor. Oh, my goodness. That is extremely, extremely good. Wipe the ugly sneer off of your own face. Wash your face. And you might be fit to offer a washcloth to your neighbor. Which means it's not your responsibility to wash my face. And if you're going to be fit, it may be handing me a washcloth. Say, let me help you. Versus you trying to wash my face for me. So we have to be careful not to be functioning in a critical spirit. And yet the very thing we're criticizing in the, in the lives or in the behavior and the conduct of another. That we are not doing the same thing. Or it's not prevalent or present in our own lives. So wash your face. Wash your face. Wash your hands. And be careful. Be careful. Again, I appreciate you for tuning into the morning shift. Catch y'all tomorrow morning. Same bad time, same bad channel. Remember, it takes courage to adapt to life after the calamity. So I appreciate you for tuning in. That's all the time I got. Peace. I'm out.